Hello and welcome to Crow Forest the Podcast. So, uh, it is finally time for the Apple rant that I have been teasing for a while. So, any of you out there who are having problems with Apple products, which I assume is pretty much everyone since they have a virtual monopoly in the field, uh, being one of two or three options in phones and kind of the only real valid option in computers considering that Microsoft is not exactly putting out great stuff and um, Linux is kind of the better alternate option to Apple, but I mean, they're not great. So yeah, if you do any kind of heavy duty video editing, uh, you don't really have a lot of options aside from Apple. So yeah, I assume that lots of people have similar frustrations to what I have here. And, uh, yeah, this episode is probably going to get banned from Apple Podcasts, but, oh well, maybe they don't actually listen to the episodes before approving or not, so, uh, who knows? But, either way, it should be on YouTube, because I'm not saying anything bad about Google, even though I could, but, um, I'm not, so, so don't ban me, Google. Um, anyway, this is... January 6th of 2023. Bad news today. When I opened Final Cut Pro and loaded the In the Attic library, I found that the project file for In the Attic is incomplete. It had been about 42 minutes long, but now it was showing just 16 minutes and 51 seconds. Apparently, it has somehow reverted to an earlier, in fact, much earlier, version of the metadata, meaning that, for no apparent reason, the program just randomly decided to dump months' worth of work. Fortunately, after previous issues that I've had with Final Cut Pro, as well as with Apple in general, I have been exporting full-resolution rough cuts of the movie after every, or at least most, editing sessions. So, I have not lost any data. But even so, the loss of the metadata is still really annoying. So, I created a new project in the library, titling this one In the Attic 2, which will probably be confusing once I decide to make a sequel, but oh well. I guess I'll just have to blow up that bridge when I come to it. Or whatever the expression is. So anyway, once I had my new project, I imported my latest rough cut, rough cut 21, because I'm not fucking around here, into the project. There, that will be my base to edit the movie going forward. Fortunately, the first ten minutes of the movie are more or less set, So I guess I'll just go ahead and call that done, since going back and doing small edits will be much more difficult now. Of course, that applies to the rest of the movie also. Anywhere where the image is already edited how it needs to be will save me a lot of time re-editing this mess. But I'll probably still have to re-import some of the original files and re-edit them into the project. Ugh. Fortunately, I didn't lose any of 
my uh, raw files, so I can re-import anything that I need to. It's just uh, I don't have the metadata, which I I'm going to get more into why that specifically is a problem, but uh, I mean, there's a good chance that if you're reading this and or listening to this that uh, you have some idea of editing and uh, you may be uh, a video editor yourself, so a uh, good chance you know why this is such a big deal, but uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just keep, keep going here and um, hopefully this section is clear. What's really annoying here is that Final Cut Pro is constantly running background tasks, including backups, and I would often have to stop what I was doing and allow it to complete the tasks. And yet, now metadata is inexplicably gone, and those backups? Woefully out of date! I opened a bunch of library backups, and every single one of them had the project at 16 minutes and 51 seconds. Except for one, which was about 30 seconds less. Seriously, how does that even happen? I could go into a lot more detail about the weird glitches that I've found using Final Cut Pro, but frankly, that's not what this book is supposed to be about. Just know that if you're going to use Final Cut Pro to edit your movies, please, please export full resolution rough cuts of your movie after every editing session. I know it's tedious, and I know it will take a lot of extra space on your external hard drive, but this is what saved me here. Final Cut Pro's backups failed me, but my backups won't. Alright, and uh, that's it for January 6th. Truly, this was the worst thing to ever happen on January 6th. Clearly, that's a joke. There have been worse things to happen on January 6th, so don't cancel me. Um, and moving on to January 7th. Today, I finally edited together the scene where Maureen sits down at her computer to research deaths at her address in an attempt to identify the ghost. So now I could finally make use of my superb, or at least barely passable, graphic that I had designed for the scene. First, I got a quick shot of opening up the computer, clearly showing off a graphic reading Pair Technologies, which I had printed out and awkwardly taped to the back of the computer. This shot is intended as a parody of the classic Apple product placement shot that's used in so many movies and TV shows, but since I don't have a sponsorship from them, and since I'm a little salty towards the company, I'm just promoting this fake company instead. Next, I set up my tripod in front of my computer and filmed the Bingle search engine graphic on my screen. I still haven't changed that, but I really do need to at some point. I put a text box in the search bar and typed deaths on 555 any street, my fake search parameter, but it typed weird, expanding the text box out in both directions instead of just to the right like I wanted. 
I tried several times in slightly different ways, but I couldn't get it to do what I wanted. So in the end, what I ended up having to do was to put each letter into a different text box, delete them one by one, and then get a video of replacing the letters one at a time by undoing the actions. Wow, that was way more complicated than I wanted it to be. But at least it worked! Once I finally had all the raw files I needed, I imported them into Final Cut Pro and cut together a sequence, starting with the clip of Maureen opening the computer, which was actually me wearing the same color shirt as her scrub top, since she's not actually here right now. I should really fix that later, but I'll probably forget and this will end up in the movie. And, uh, just so that you, um, don't think that that is still the case, I did finally remember to go back and film that shot for real. So, um, yes, this filler shot has officially been replaced, and, um, yeah, I'm sure there will be mistakes in the final movie, but that is not one, because I fixed it. So, um, good. After that, I inserted a close-up shot of typing, which I forgot to mention I also filmed just now. And then I cut to the shot of the text appearing in the text box and cutting to the search results page. Then I cut to a shot of the article itself, zooming in on the headline and then panning down the remainder of the article. It looked pretty good, but it still needed a little something extra. And if you'll recall, I had already edited together a perfect clip. So I went back into my files and imported the silhouette shot that I had edited together earlier. And I put it over the part of the clip of the article text and set the silhouette shot to 50% transparency so that you could see the text and also see the murder occurring overlaid onto it. It looked really good, but there was one tiny adjustment that I wanted to make. I had added in a tiny image of a round metal ball to represent a bullet, and used keyframes to make it move from the barrel of the gun to the silhouette of the second figure. But the round ball looked just slightly off, so I wanted to go back into the metadata and make the tiny alteration of squeezing the little circle just slightly to make it into more of a bullet shape. This would be accomplished by using the ultra scale controls, but instead of dragging the X and Y dimensions together as you would normally do, you would just drag the X dimension and leave the Y dimension alone. Or possibly the other way around. I never know. You kind of have to do trial and error to figure it out because, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one who doesn't just know, but I definitely have to trial and error to do that because I, uh, I don't know things like that. Um, yeah. So all that is to say that I knew exactly what I wanted to do, but unfortunately, when I scrolled through the library, the project file wasn't there. It wasn't even that it had reverted to an earlier point as the in the attic project file had. This one just simply wasn't there. It was gone. So now, in order to do what should have been an extremely easy alteration, I would have to completely re-edit the entire clip from scratch. Well, fuck that. It's not worth it. James was killed by a round bullet. Deal with it. 
I know you're probably getting tired of my Apple rants by now, and I'm certainly getting tired of writing them, but I do feel that I need to point something out. Okay, and then this gets into, like, super technical crap, but, um, yeah, let's, um, let's see how, uh, how well I described this whole nonsense. Most editing software, at least as far as my experience goes, works by interfacing with the files on your hard drive, but without actually copying them. That's kind of what the whole concept of metadata is in the first place. A project in editing software isn't data, it's metadata, or data that tells the computer how to read data. So you edit the metadata in order to tell your computer how you want the data to be read, but the actual data is somewhere else. This can cause problems if your external hard drive becomes disconnected from your computer, so Apple decided to address this problem by introducing libraries into their programs. This applies to both Final Cut Pro and iMovie, by the way. Libraries will actually copy the data itself into the package contents of Final Cut Pro or iMovie so that the data is right there ready to be used by the metadata project file, which is enclosed in the same overall library package. In theory, this is a fantastic workaround, but in practice, the system quickly starts to break down, with libraries becoming far too big to be sustainable. So, in short, they solved one relatively small problem that, in reality, was relatively easy to fix, and replaced it with a much bigger problem. To borrow a metaphor from Greek mythology, Apple is so confident in their products that they routinely fly too close to the sun, secure in the knowledge that they will be able to withstand it. But in the end, their products can't ever be that good, because nothing can. And so the wax melts and they fall, crashing harder than other industries that knew their limitations. Or, to put it another way, and at risk of angering the Disney gods, who now, for some reason, own Star Wars, their overconfidence is their weakness. Alright, and that is the end of January 7, and the end of my main Apple rant. I believe I have one or two small-ish rants coming up that kind of more little things come up and are just annoying, but that, that was the big one. So that is it for the, the major Apple rants of this book. And yeah, it takes up more space than I'd like in the book, but you know, that can't really be helped. That was a big deal to deal with. And you know, it's not just about me ranting either. It's also about warning all of you out there who might have similar problems, and if you're trying to edit your movie on an Apple device, because that's pretty much the only option these days, it's like, well, you need to be aware of the pitfalls of Apple technology, and how it's like, it's not as perfect as they claim, and uh, exporting rough cuts along the way is really the only way that you're going to be safe. And uh, clearly, as uh, shown with the 
the silhouette scene with the bullets where it's like, yeah, it would have been an easy fix, but I lost the metadata. It's like, you will run into problems like that where it's like, oh, yeah, there's some tiny adjustment that you need to make and you're going to have to re-edit. So, yeah, that that sucks. But um, this would have been much, much worse without my... Uh, without my backups, the uh, rendered out rough cuts, the full resolution. So, uh, yeah, if you're going to be editing video on Apple, uh, you just need to be aware of the dangers involved. Uh, all right, uh, so I think that is plenty for today. So uh, we will pick up next time with January 9 of 2023. Hope to see you then.